As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, magical friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. So the big key here is that if you think a crystal is going to change your life, you're going to be really, really disappointed because... <laughs> It's not gonna work, it's not gonna do it. The only person that's gonna change your life is you. And the crystal is a tool, it's a touchstone, it's an energy, it's something to hold on to that helps you remember what you wanna create. We can create things with our minds, you know, let's create the fires diminishing. Would it be cool to have a crystal in our hand and, and, and add it as another tool, another layer on? Absolutely. but. Did we need to have the crystal in our hand to do it? No, we didn't because we are empowered light beings and we can do a lot, but not everyone knows how to get there that fast. So that's why we have tools such as a crystal. That's why we drink green juice because we know that we want to work on our food and things like that. Now let the magic begin right now with these fires. It's devastating. So I apologize for being late. That is okay. Yeah, if you want to do anything uh, right now in order to feel more grounded because of all the fires and chaos going on. Yeah, I just, as you know, as someone sitting here and, you know, going, oh my God, what can I do? You know, it's not, this isn't, it's not like you could go send money or go like in the trenches of fire, you know what I mean, to rebuild. But I was thinking like, what can we as human beings, what can we do in our communities, in our families? Like right now, when we finish our podcast, everyone at Energy Muse is gonna stop for one minute. And we're gonna visualize these fires being dissipated. Because if we're energy people, or we're just humans and we have thoughts and intentions, we can create, I'd like to just do this as an experiment. Like what if Google stopped for one minute, everyone at Google and put a visualization out to the fires going down. Wow, and so what if we did it at our company? What if we did it with our families? What if we did this? Just think what, as that interconnection, which is what we're all supposed to be learning right now, how to connect, reconnect again. What we can do on a global level with a lot of things going on. But the fires are just foremost, obviously, because we're here in California and they're getting closer. And I just feel like we got to do something. You know, you know? what? 
We actually, because this sounded so powerful, we started to press record before we started the interview to capture some of what you were saying, because we think it would be a great way to start this podcast, actually, if you want to guide our listeners for a one minute. Um, you know, um, obviously, Timmy and I are, you know, here as, you know, we wrote this book, you know, Crystal Muse, but I think through our journey and in, in sharing our story, I feel like at least personally, every day I'm kind of becoming like this earth shepherd person that just is really more cognizant of the message of what our book is really on a soul level is about, we are all interconnected. We are so interconnected. And I, you know, if you look back on 2017 right now, I mean, Timmy and I were in Kauai um, and that's when the floods hit in Houston. And one of the people on our retreat was her family members. She couldn't fly back there because people were losing their home. She couldn't even fly back there. And so we had to unite in Kauai as to just, you know, sending energy there. But um, right now watching it on television and just friends and Facebook, it's like, I feel like there's this hopelessness of, oh my God, there's nothing we could do. And then this light bulb went on and it said, yes, we can do something. We could do something right now because on a deeper level, mother nature and the nature spirits are fired up. They're, they're heated. And how do we as human energy beings of light, we got to show our respect. This is our planet. This is our home. And this isn't an environmental issue. This is a human being, uh, consciousness level. And, Let's just take a minute right now. If everyone just took a minute and and expanded it out and called your friends and your family tonight or just stop right now and just see pink and white light showering down on this energy in California and the Ventura, these fires and that that they're being dissipated and they're they're going they're there's the flames are starting to go away and they're smoldering to ashes and just holding that intention through the through our third eye through our mind and if why do we learn meditation why do we even why are we interested in all this because we can use our mind and our spirit to create change. We can, we are empowered light beings and we need it more than ever to remember how empowered we are. Use your mind right now to see flames dissipate, to see how we are interconnected, not by where we live, but through the stars and through our nature spirits and that we as humans are going to unite and show more respect. And we are going to take action now to reclaim our earth, to reclaim ourselves and to reclaim our spirit and our inner power, because we are, it is our right as human beings to be in our magnificence of beauty and light. And we are here to heal. Thank you. I feel much better. I, thank you for having your podcast be my therapy session. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thank you. That was so powerful. Heather and Timmy, people, the co-founders of Energy Muse. What an amazing introduction already. Okay. Well, there it is. There it is. Oh, out with the punch right there. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, and we want to just 
Thank you so much for being here today. We are so excited and to share Energy Muse, which listeners, by the way, you have to check out. It's an online crystal shop that teaches people the healing powers of gemstones and promote a conscious lifestyle as you got to hear yourself firsthand. And they just released their must get book, Crystal Muse, which you might have seen all over your Instagram because I have, where they explore how you can transform life's challenges into opportunities for growth by being being equipped with the right crystals and mindset and as feng shui holistic healing and crystal experts again we are just beyond grateful and honored to have this powerful female duo here today to teach the soul tribe about how they created their own magic hello heather and timmy hi, hi. thank you for having us aloha aloha and for those of you who don't know, I actually stopped by the Energy Muse shop in Los Angeles and did a crystal energy reading session with Timmy a few months back. And the minute I walked into your crystal vault, I could just feel the energy in the room vibrating as though it were tangible. Well, you know, and a lot of amazing people have have uh, walked into our crystal room and and graced us with their presence, and we have been able to share information with them to help them on their way, on their journey. It's so powerful. And both of you seem so empowered on your spiritual path. You seem like such instruments of healing by educating people in these holistic ways to improve their lives. And we also absolutely love your friendship. (laughs) Well, like you two sound like you've been friends for a long time, too. We've been lucky to be friends um, for quite a few decades, right, Heather? Oh, yeah. Since we were six years old. So it's been a long time. We've been in business 17 years together, so it's been a wonderful journey, but you know, there's been lots of goods and lots of bads, but the good thing about our friendship is the foundation is there and the trust is there so we can just get on with the work and not worry about what a lot of partnerships have to contend with. And that is so having that trust there and knowing that that will be there no matter what challenges come your way. It's so amazing. And I would love to hear more about how this journey started for the both of you. Did you always know that your path would include working with crystals? Um, no, I mean, when Timmy and I grew up in Manhattan Beach and we were, you know, back then, they had Snoopy dolls and now there's like build, build bears or whatever, but (laughs) we would like grab our, you know, our dolls and we'd go outside and Timmy's grandma would talk to us about reincarnation. Now this was a long time ago. And so, um, and just, you know, I think many, many years ago we had a, you know, and I'd go and my grandma would do my tea leaves. So I think on some level there was a path that had more of a spiritual component to it laid out for us. But, um, I don't, you know, um, I, uh, maybe some people do, but I, most people that we talk to, it wasn't usually their, um, their desire to be on the spiritual journey. Something usually happens or a shift happens or a new, you know, some kind of incident happens where the way they used to do things don't work. And so they look for another path to walk down that might be more fulfilling, which is, I think what happened with both Timmy and mine. Oh, yeah, because Heather was working with crystals a good, I don't know, what, five years before I really even knew anything about them. But I would be her guinea pig in some of the energy work that she was doing, and I really thought there was something to it. But again, I was on my own path. I was in the garment industry, 
and in the story in the book, it just really goes into the fact that I was really losing a lot of my femininity and making a lot of money, killing it, loving like the travel and the work. But to what expense was I really, what was it doing for my soul? I ended up leaving the garment industry and that's when Heather really got into developing um, crystals and this crystal jewelry line. And that's when we started our um, forces together. But I had no thought of getting into crystals. I, I, you know, I didn't have any background with crystals. I just knew how to get the jewelry made. And I liked the way that it feel felt when I wore it. And I thought, if I know nothing about it, and I feel something, we can probably help a lot of people. And that was one reason I got involved with it. Wow, it sounds like you just followed your soul, even though it looked logical to continue doing your job. You like followed the path where your heart was in, and now you're helping so many. And we are so excited to read Crystal Muse, by the way. I saw on your website that it took 25 years of spiritual research. Can you tell us about your creative process in writing it? And if there's any routines or rituals you did to tap into that flow? I think, um, you know, one, you know, this is Heather and I, I'm more of a spiritual seeker. I, you know, I'm a truth seeker. I'm one of those people in this lifetime that I got to feel it. I got to live it. I'm a, you know, I'm a very analytical person, but I, I, I would say I'm probably a skeptic on many levels. Um, but I'm one of those people that's least open-minded that I will try things and I will be open to them and I keep what works and what doesn't, I just move on to the next kind of thing. So, um, I think for, for me personally, you know, and, and I think why Timmy and I work is that Timmy and I are, are, are opposites in many ways. And we're also similar in many ways, but Timmy likes more of a structure and foundation. I like that to a point, but, um, for me, I kind of like, um, the, the unknown, attracts me more than the foundation and security. So our processes are different on how we get to the same results, if that makes any sense, which I think is a value to, in our book because we're able to um, talk about something from two different perspectives with the same goal because not everyone gets to the same place or because we're all different. You know what I mean? We all have different ways we get to somewhere. Um, mine's a lot more messy in some ways. Um, and Timmy's might be more neat and organized, but we both get there. You both are the moon and sun, then yin and yang. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I think that that's why you guys are such a power duo. That's why Ali and I are too. We are so different in so many ways, but so similar. So your book will definitely resonate with us. So I can't wait to read it. And we oh. also must ask you guys now, pick your brains about crystals. Um, and we know a lot of our listeners are curious, like how can they program their crystals? And what are the effects of each crystal but we don't have to go into each crystal right. but what are the effects of this of programming it and then yeah you might have to set an intention for example if you right. can guide us through that so okay so it was interesting because somebody actually even in our own company yesterday was not feeling well and they're like god i really don't feel well and i'm like well have you looked at the clearing chapter in our book and she's like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, well, if you did those four things, you probably would be feeling better by tomorrow. Cause I didn't even think she was going to be at work today. And she is. So I'm assuming that she did some of the stuff. So the, the thing, you know, the thing is, is that, 
And, you know, obviously my background is in feng shui and I, I practice more spiritual feng shui now versus the, um, classical feng shui, which is what I learned. But, um, to pretend that once again, going back to this interconnectedness is that when people start playing around with crystals or juicing or meditation or whatever of the amazing tools that are out there, if we do not address our environment, it's kind of just taking one piece of it, it's mind, body, spirit. It's the healing process. You can't just categorize it in one little pocket. There's so many different layers. So the very first part of our book starts with how do you cleanse your environment before you even talk about the crystals, because you want to cleanse the space that the crystals are going to be in. So, um, if you bring in a crystal that's been programmed and it's like, has all these amazing vibes and you walk into a house that hasn't been cleansed or purified or has, um, it's all heavy and dark. Well, that's not the best environment to have the mineral in. Does that make sense? If you're wanting to manifest positivity and good things in your life, do you see how those two wouldn't connect? Yeah. So in the book, what Timmy and I really wanted to do is let's just outline this really simply so that if people want to start today, they can, this is the three things that you need. But for example, with the first chapter, it starts with Get some sage, a lighter, and read the prayer that's in the book that was given to me by a Native American medicine man, one of the oldest lineage that's still alive. And the only other place that you could get this is probably out of one of his books, but he allowed us to reprint it. But if you say that prayer that's in our book in the space clearing chapter and walk around your house, open up the windows, let the sunlight in, you are going to feel an energetic shift in your space. So ideally that's step one. Then what you'd want to do is bring a crystal into your environment that you would do the same process with, with cleansing and purifying it. Then you're going to hold it in your hands and whatever your belief system is, and there's so many, but whatever the belief system is, you would hold it in your hand and you would set the intention of, um, I'd like to program or set the intention or whatever words you want to use that this crystal bring be, um, hold the space of harmony, balance, joy, whatever you want to do. And the reason why you want to program your crystal is, is that it holds the space when you forget to hold the space for yourself. So the big key here is that if you think a crystal is going to change your life, you're going to be really, really disappointed <laughs> because it's not going to work. It's not going to do it. The only person that's going to change your life is you. And the crystal is a tool it's a touchstone. It's an energy. It's something to hold on to that helps you remember what you want to create. It's there's energy to it, but, but let's make sure that we remember that we are the energy source, just kind of how, how we started with it is, is that we can create things with our minds, you know, let's create the fires diminishing. Would it be cool to have a crystal in our hand and, and, and add it as another tool, another layer on? Absolutely. But did we need to have the crystal in our hand to do it? No, we didn't because we are empowered light beings and we can do a lot, but not everyone knows how to get there that fast. So that's why we have tools such as a crystal. That's why we drink green juice because we know that we want to work on our food and things like that. So it's really important. The very first thing is to cleanse and then to program the crystal. 
So then right then, you know, you're the one who's going, this is what I want to work on versus, hey, Crystal, do the job for me. I'm not engaged in this. I'm just expecting a rock to change my life. Do, Do you see the shift? That is powerful because we are so powerful that we don't need a crystal in order for us to manifest or change anything, but it is just a tool to help us tap into that vibration and align with that frequency. Also, I love that you said clear the space because I notice every single time Allie does this frequently, she clears our space with sage and she places the crystals and very she places them meticulously and I walk in the room and I'm like oh it feels so good and there's a energetic shift and so I'm glad to know that we're doing it right when we program our crystals yeah and what's so cool is with what you just said is is that it sounds as if she placed everything with intention and there was like love and there was heart and that's that's the key it's it's where, where do we, how do we show up when we do something? How mindfully are we going to do it? Are we going to just put them down on the table? Or are we going to place them with our heart on the table? Big difference. Yes. I was talking actually with my friend about that, like with anything, with the food that you're making, you have to make sure that there's so much love in it with crystals, with all of this, because it's in our environment all the time. And so I think when our intention is an empowered one of love that vibrates outwards and we feel it. Absolutely. Well, and I love to, it sounds like Ali, you went with your intention of where to place the crystals. And again, our book is our suggestions. These are formulas and recipes, rituals, if you want to call them that, that have worked for us. But by all means, we say, please, if you want to tweak something or something feels like you need to do it a little bit differently, do it. Yeah, I love that. I think that everybody, again, has their own way that resonates with them. But you sound so knowledgeable and rooted in this. And just even hearing about this prayer, I'm so curious now. It is amazing. It's amazing. And if you, you know, when I first read it, I kind of, I'm going to be 100% honest, is that, you know, it said, you know, like, let the entities and lower spirits leave. And I was like, (sighs) but then I, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? It kind of like, you know, I was like, ah, and he was, he's like, Heather, for you to think that there is, you know, um, to, you know, to say, here's the, here's the sentence that when I very first read it, I'm going to be completely transparent. It said, I ask that you remove all bad spirits, all bad forces, all ghosts and deceased people or any evil entities and negative energies. And When I said that, it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, well, isn't everything supposed to be, you know, positive and I don't want to call this in. And he's like, for you to think that that doesn't exist is really um, you got to expand your your awareness. And so he said, this is something that there are lower vibrational energies that come into space and this cleans it out. So you that's why you say it. There's a reason for every single word and the placement of the word. And he was always very specific with do not alter the prayer. Say it exactly as is. And so and and I do. And sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, oh, my God, I don't know why I'm saying it. And then other times I'm like, you know what? Just that's what he that's what his teaching was. And so we share the teaching. So once again, with any of the stuff, always do what 
what you feel guided in your heart is right for you. If it doesn't feel right, do not do it. Take ownership and responsibility. All I'm saying and Timmy's saying is that we have done this. We do this in our in our work and we do feel a difference. So try it. If it works for you, great. If you don't like it, you never have to say it again. I think that's so powerful, though, because you're acknowledging that there is darkness in the world and therefore facing it and alchemizing it so that the space does become light instead of allowing fear to wash over. And I'm curious, can you actually walk us through how one of your crystal energy reading sessions works? Um, I know I had one a few months ago, but I'm wondering what drew you to create this practice and how you've seen it transform your clients. So what we did you do? What we say is that people come in and um, a lot of people have said it's like ten therapy sessions in one hour. I think I might have shared that with you, Allie. And um, being that Heather really has come into this earth knowing what the combinations of gemstones mean, she is not reading the like you uh, psychically, she's really just reading the combinations of the gemstones you pick from a whole um, group of crystals in their raw form. So there's like a hundred of them to choose from. And I think we just did a very mini one when you were here because Heather wasn't um, available. She was out of town. I know you, you keep talking about that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I must be losing it. I do not remember this experience. Yeah. I'm like, Is my neurotransmitters working? Have I had enough brain octane today? I mean, I'm like, what? Oh, okay. So thank you. I was sitting here. We kind of, we did one. I think it was based just on the chakras. I think we did a mini, mini, mini one, but anyone, anyway, so people will come in and, um, you really get down and deep with what your, your questions are, maybe some desires you're working on. And Heather is really good about helping to guide you through the energy that you've picked to help you with solutions with some of the questions you have. Yeah. And yeah, they, and they're, to be honest with you, they, they change all the time because the stone readings usually parallel like the stuff that I'm studying or I'm going through and that's who will attract. Like when we very first started business, we'd have people come in and be like, I want to like increase my business and I want to make this. Money. I can't even remember the last time we ever had have had anyone recently in here talking about, um, like, I mean, you know, wanting money, but like that wasn't why they came in to talk about like how they could break through their money issues. Mm -mm. That's not so much even conversations so much anymore, but you know, this is a stone reading or however people come in here because they're looking for a breakthrough. They're looking for transformation. And what does that mean? They're looking to have truth where they are able to say, you know what, I'm going to be raw. I'm going to be vulnerable. And I want to get there because it's, um, it goes deep fast, but it's like, unless you've got a hundred thousand dollars for years of therapy, what let's see what we can do in a short amount of time that you can then crunch on and maybe get there a lot quicker and then do the other modalities that you are doing in your therapy work, but maybe even getting more specific if you want to go back to a therapist or an energy worker or whatever modality you're using and maybe have a deeper level of awareness of what you want to work on. When we always give someone three things to work on, and I think three is an easy number for someone to hold true to doing those three things to get their breakthrough. Right. Like I don't commit. They've got to commit with a reading. It's more like, for example, from, for me, this is Heather. I don't want to have someone tell me in three months, you're going to have this happen, which people can do. And it's a gift. I want to always feel that I'm in creation with my own 
reality. Does that make sense? So I want to feel as if I feel the design of our life is, is that we can shift and shape and have clarity in certain areas. And how do we use this information to go deeper with our own, um, evolvement so that we can transmute what doesn't serve us anymore and move to a higher plane of awareness. That is also so relatable for people that might be skeptical when it comes to the healing powers of crystals. I love that. I love your approach to it. It's so tangible. Um, I'm actually very curious, though, about what specific crystals or what the best crystals are for certain common interests and desires that people go into your shop for, for their breakthroughs. Like, well, we'll begin with the first one you said that a lot of people come in for, it sounds like, manifestation and prosperity or money blocks is there are there specific crystals that you uh, always go to to help them well one of the thing that one once again not to oversimplify it but i kind of think that the crystals this is a new awareness like i wish i would have had this awareness when we were writing the book because i would have wrote it in the book and had it more <laughs> be more cool but is this a secret this is a secret oh my god this is another <laughs> secret okay um okay so the thing is is that if you look like if do you know what a fluorite looks like? Have you ever yes, seen fluorite? I have one okay. sitting right here. Okay, oh good. Thank God I okay, great. Okay, good. So but if you look at fluorite, what does fluorite look like? When you look at how do you feel when you look at fluorite? Hmm, I feel calm and grounded. Exactly. And so I think what's cool about crystals, if you don't even know one thing about them. They kind of tell you what they do by what they look like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at our pink rose quartz, it's really hard to, like, not go, oh, you know what I mean? It has this kind of, like, loving pinky vibe. And then fluoride has this really, like, soothing energy. And then when you when you look at a piece of black tourmaline, it's a bit more rough and dark and tumbly where you know it's a little bit more... You know, there's some work to be done there. Does we that make that sense? Sitting here too, and a rose quartz. <laughs> Everything you're saying. Everything you're Girls? saying. Here. So to circle back to your question, one of the um, crystals that we suggest with people that are dealing with with prosperity issues, which is really just dealing with being open to the flow of energy, because money is just energy, really. Is, is that pyrite is this stone that looks like fool's gold, but it also is a stone that has this mirror-like quality where you have, you're holding like a chunk of gold in your hand, but it also has this mirror-like quality where you have to take a look at, all right, what are the good things you're doing in your life that is helping you manifest money? And then what are the things that you're doing in your life that you're sabotaging yourself with? And usually that comes down to a core issue of not feeling like you're worthy enough. And then that's a deeper conversation that you're not going to probably get to in an hour. But when you start at least coming to that awareness of, hey, where what happened where my self-worth went ajar, you know, off kilter, where I didn't think I was worthy to step into the power of what my gift is into this lifetime to be able to manifest the prosperity that I not only want, need and deserve, but that I'm capable of creating for myself. Wow, so pyrite. That one is yeah. so beautiful. Also, for those that are dealing with stress, anxiety, and depression, I'm sure that that's a common one. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's where you get your, you know, Timmy, I'll, Timmy likes this one, Stone Alert. Yeah, well, I have it with me. It's called Blue Lace Agate. 
So I have to actually carry this around for a lot of reasons because I've came came into this life with a very raspy voice. So I'm really learning to speak my truth, truth with grace. But also this stone is really good for anxiety and depression. Um, it's it's really blue and pretty and tranquil. And so it it carries that energy for those reasons. By the way, I must say I love your raspy voice. Oh, it is. Uh, raspy voices to me are very, I'm not trying to hit on you or anything, but very sexy. <laughs> so that's okay. good. Speak your truth. I love it. What about um, a crystal for deepening your meditations? Well, you know, there's a couple different ones. And it's, once again, you have to go back to what really kind of calls to you. But, you know, personal favorites are the selenite. The selenite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have oh, yes. Selenite. Yes. You know, that that one I just think is like high vibes, um, liquid light. That's something that just it feels so good when you hold on to it. And it's I rarely see somebody that holds on to to selenite that doesn't five minutes later feel different. It has this kind of magical tonic of just real serene kind of getting your out of your head energy. So it's a, I think it's a definitely a go-to stone for when you're meditating. Yes. I love just putting that on my stomach and laying in Shavasana when I have like, Uh, uh, yeah, that's the best. Good. That's the best. Yeah. She's had me jump on that train. Uh, (laughs) Let me borrow your selenite. Um, People will ask if there's one stone that we should have, what should we have? And and Heather and I always say, I don't know, what are you attracted to? But I would say from what Heather just said, selenite is one of those stones. I wear it every single day. We have an energy clearing necklace and I just love it. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's almost like a little energy wand. I'll take it out and just kind of go around my body. (laughs) So it's always with me. I love that. It's like an energy one. I've also been very drawn to lately. So I'm curious, since you said that uh, people are drawn to a certain one for certain reasons. And lately, my eye has just been catching the crystal. I think it's called Angelite. Yeah, that one's really that one. And you know what? Um, That that we went. There's a really cool lady on the big island of Hawaii that has a lot of cool Angelite in her store. And she used to be here in California in Topanga. But um and she has like beds, like a like a plate, like plates that you lay on, and you lay your back on this angelite, and it literally does feel like angel wings are hugging you. That's a really cool stone. Wow! Aww. I saw that at the um, Arizona Gem Show. Speaking of wings, they actually had huge angelite wings. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, it was wow. Amazing. That's cool. I think it was like ten thousand dollars or something, but they were yeah. so cool. <laughs> and that's discounted at the gem yeah, show. That's at the gem right. show. Angel wings do not come cheap. <laughs> Gosh, but I'm curious. Why do you think it's so important to stay energetically grounded, especially for sensitive people? And if there's some practices that you personally love to do to stay grounded. Well. I mean, definitely, I think Heather touched on it. I have to hold those selenite harmonizers with me and and do my meditation and breathing. Even if I don't have a lot of time, which is probably the time I really need to do more meditating, I will at least take five minutes just to start my day with that. And I really feel like that selenite just grounds me into the earth. If I was woke up on the wrong side of, bed, of the bed, it just kind of helps me get back like, you know what, you've got this liquid light in your hands. It's holding that space for me. 
I can take on the day. And, and, you know, again, those are on my desk so I can grab them and hold them. If I'm having a conversation with someone or on the phone, they really help me throughout the day. So that's just something that I go to often. Yeah. I mean, you know, depending on kind of where you're at, I mean, for me, it's easy for me to go into meditative state because I like going out of my body. I like leaving the earth and going to that place where it's like not so chaotic. But I think right now the work is the of the human race is for us to be more grounded and connected and present more than ever. So um, now is the time for us. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but there's really nowhere to hide anymore. Like even from your own stuff, it comes up quick. You know, have you guys noticed that at all? Like that every things are things are coming to the surface, um, all of that. And if you're checked out, you're not going to see it and you're going to miss it. And and um, and it could cause more a, a ripple effects. But I find that just being in it and living it and moving through it is, um, maybe not always as easy, but it's a lot more empowering and, you know, you learn what you're made of and what you're capable of. And so holding a piece of the earth through in, through that ride, um, definitely helps one to stay grounded and what that earth keeper is, or that one that you hold on to is very personal. Um, but I think, holding on to something and staying connected is what we need to do more than ever right now. I love that. I think that the world kind of used to look at energetically sensitive people as almost as though it were a weakness. And now it's being recognized as a strength with vulnerability and everything. And I love what you said to be grounded is to be empowered because that's truly when I feel the most empowered is when I'm grounded. And if I don't do that spiritual practice of meditating with a crystal, I'll start to feel overwhelmed and, um, want to check out, but it really is kind of impossible to do nowadays. It's wild. Yeah. Do you guys have any advice for our listeners on how they can incorporate crystals in their morning or even evening practice in order for them to feel more grounded? Well, you know, I'm a mom and I have kids and I'm married and a business and all that. So for me, um, what I do is I try to keep it really simple because if I don't, I'm just not going to do it and it gets to be really complicated. So I think, and also life is just busy. So for me personally, I have my own practice that I need to do just to keep myself somewhat equalized, but on a, on a very simplistic level, I think by waking up in the morning and holding a, a crystal, whatever that is, if you want to manifest, say you want to manifest abundance, maybe it's a piece of pyrite. Maybe you're having one of those days where you're like, you know what, I got to remember to give myself a break and stop beating myself up and maybe love myself a bit, a bit more. That's the day you might want to hold on to a piece of rose quartz. And for some people, one minute can be as effective as 20 as no minute. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So if you hold on to something and you give yourself that inner mantra that, you know what, my mantra today is that I'm going to love myself a hundred percent unconditionally. And I know I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm going to show up through my heart. There it is. There's your, there's your power, your power crystal ritual way to begin the day. And what I love about what you said about having it, you're putting a, a selenite like in Shavasana, when you go to bed at night, just put a piece of selenite over your heart chakra and just lay there for, let's just take another minute and just see yourself clearing away the energy of the day. And then 
either take it off and put it on your bedside. But those are two simple ways in two in less than three minutes that you could use crystals that can help you remember to give yourself the time to put your intention of what you want to create for your day. We interrupt this episode to thank our sponsor and our new go-to magical liquid elixir for Sigmatic Tribe. Did you know that Buddhist monks drink the mushroom lion's mane to enhance their focus during meditation and improve memory? And there's a whole kingdom of mushrooms like reishi, also known as liquid yoga, as I like to call it, Mm -hmm. that have been time tested and are scientifically proven to help alleviate stress and activate sleep cycles. It's almost like a safe tranquilizer for the brain. And it's no secret that Ali and I are unabashed coffee addicts. We're lovers, which I guess is a better term. We're coffee lovers, and we wonder why it's noon 45 and we just can't focus and we have these crazy jitters and stomach pains. And I even tried to switch to an organic decaf to avoid these issues, which only triggered worse symptoms. But now we're free from all those jitters, crashes, and stomach issues. So we had to share with you the healing powers of mushroom coffee by Four Sigmatic. We're drinking the healthiest and best of the best mushroom coffee that provides amazing health benefits for our body and mind. It is the drink for the soul. It is the drink for the soul. I love that Four Sigmatic combined a magical mix of the mushroom adaptogens with coffee. And oh, I also love their decaf too, because for me, it's not really the caffeine so much. Well, it is in the mornings, but... It's about the taste. So midday, I mix their decaf with cordyceps and lion's mane, which I also call Allie's hair, because you know. (laughs) And I really do think it helps me focus on your own magic work during the day without the stomach pain. So I finally can just drink coffee pretty much all day. And for the matcha lovers out there, you must try their mushroom matcha mix. Such a delicious pre-yoga drink. It is soul good. Soul good. So we listed the benefits of each mushroom on our blog for you at yourownmagic.life. But Four Sigmatic is giving the Soul Tribe a 15% discount. Thank you so much. So just go click on the link in the show notes or go to foursigmatic.com forward slash soul tribe. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash soul tribe and enter the discount code soul tribe, S-O-U-L-T-R-I-B-E, one word, no spaces, soul tribe for 15% off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order. Soul good. I love that. And speaking of clearing the energies of the day, can you explain energetic cords and when or how we should cut them? Timmy? Well, you know, it's interesting is even though as close as Heather and I are, sometimes we even have to discord from each other. And it's not like you are taking that person out of your life. You're discording that energy and you're sending light along with it. So we actually have a ritual in the book where we use um, black kyanite and black kyanite almost looks like a little sword. It's like it's kind of fanned out. And if you stick that on each of your chakras, well, first of all, you've got to clear your chakras. So you start I we suggest that you start from the first chakra and you kind of are cutting away any cords all the way up to your seventh chakra. And then you take that kyanite and you place it on each chakra, again, starting with the first for one minute, and you go all the way up until the seventh chakra to really disconnect anything that might be attached. And the last step would be to take 
a, a quartz crystal and you create like a bubble of light around you as like a protective light um, all around your body. So that is one way that you can discord from people. And again, you're not you're not taking them out of your life. You're just discording from the energy that they might have corded on to you and sending them light. I always I always like to ask Archangel Michael to help with any cord cutting because Archangel Michael is that archangel that has the big shield and the and the sword like that sword of light so you know calling upon Archangel Michael is another added thing one I mean one should or could do um to help with cutting cords I love that and I feel so much better when I do that at the end of a day because I actually got that practice um, from you during that session with the bubble of light and that's why we do that all the time yes, that is why we it's do so that powerful <laughs> yay so well thank that's... you for handing that down yes um, and the last time we spoke I know that you one of you used to live in Hawaii or both of you right on Kauai. well I I know Timmy and I like to go to Hawaii a lot I mean <laughs> I, I went to, I've gone to Hawaii ever since I was a little kid. That's kind of, so we, we go to, I mean, a lot. Yeah. I mean, neither one of us have lived there, but who knows? That could be a possibility someday in the future. But as of now, we go there a lot, but not maybe living there now. The islands might call you, um, but <laughs> I was wondering if, because last time I picked a Lemurian crystal during my session, and I know that there are a lot of legends behind Lemurians, um, And so I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about the history of Lemuria or how to meditate with Lemurians, because I know that they say Hawaii used to be the island of Mu. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting because whenever I go over to Hawaii, I always ask the same questions. Hey, can you tell me about the Lemurians and what's going on with all the... um, the aliens that are landing on the big island and everyone oh kind of goes, all your twins. Yeah. Um, everyone kind of goes silent, you know, but it's one of these like conversations you have to go really deep into the locals for them to talk. Um, you know, uh, okay. So from what I've heard from a lot of the, we're talking deep, deep, deep underground over there. Um, some people agree with that and some people don't. So, um, but what I have found personally is, is that the Lemurians, um, and I like to take Lemurians a lot to Hawaii because I kind of believe that what you said is true personally, but you know, who, 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 what do we know? Yeah. Well, we actually planted them in different places all over the big island. But I think what's cool about Lemurians is those, you know, it's the, the record keeper of that ladder on the side and, it's almost as if you get into that meditative state and you rub your finger up and down a Lemurian crystal on that ladder. You, you know, a lot of people will get visions and they will see things. And I definitely think that those, you know, they, the legend of all those Lemurians is that that when when we would come to a higher state of consciousness on our earth, that's when the Lemurian seeds would start coming out of the earth again, where we'd be able to find them. So they are definitely, um, you know, and supposedly before Lemuria went down, all the information was held within those crystals. So that now, if you have the the capacity by holding them, you'll be able to go back and access that information from that civilization, which they say was far more advanced than 
you know, we ever will be. But then again, they also say that the reason that Lemuria is no longer is they, they self-destructed due to the technology of what the humans created at that time. So hopefully we don't, um, if the legends are all true, hopefully we're not um, repeating ourselves, right? Yes, hopefully not. We have to take those wise legends very seriously. I actually have a friend that finds raw Lemurians like actually <laughs> grow out of the earth. He just found them oh, yeah. because he explores the islands everywhere and he is always just like handing them out to people to give them good energy or mana as the Hawaiians say. It's so amazing. It's so cute. He's always like, I have a Lemurian crystal for you. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, there's info in that Lemurian. You know, there's a place we go over in Kauai that they are growing out of the earth. And so it's a sacred land where, you know, it's hidden in these trenches. But <laughs> the thing is, is that, yeah, there's a lot going on over there. But, you know, as you know, with Hawaii, um, Hawaii will allow you to be there or not allow you to be there. And it will allow you to see certain certain things or not. Right. So as um, Earth, we were always whenever Timmy and I go to Hawaii, the first thing we do is make an offering to the land. Like, thank you wow. for letting us be here and all the spirit and the diva, devas. And we are here as um, stewards of respect to this land. That we are going on a mission. We are going on a treasure hunt. I absolutely uh, <laughs> well, you ask and, you know, over, you know, you will find the doors open over there. The energy doors open when it's all aligned, really. Yeah, I think that Hawaii really does have this beautiful um, energy of respect, which is so what the earth needs right now is the people are very protective of the land in a way that uh, there's kind of a disconnect with cities and everything. But the heart of... Yeah, the spirit of this place is so alive. Yeah, you're lucky. Maybe the you're Hawaiians lucky. are doing a lot of energy work like we did at the very beginning of this podcast. Yeah, and, you know, um, as, yeah, I think that there's a lot of definitely healing energy over there. So as healers, as light people, we got to unite right now and get past all of our uh, different there's a lot of different ways to do things, but our common core is we've got a big mission right now. We've got some healing to do on our earth and we need you, we need to all unite. Really, we do. We need to connect. Yes. yes. How would you advise people to not only tap into that inner light and visualize themselves spreading their inner light to into the world, but also deepen their relationship with their intuition and their connectedness with nature? Well, um, we have got to, we've got to go outside. We've, I mean, obviously in Hawaii, it's easy to get off your phone and, and because mother, I love the thing I love about Hawaii is that a sunset every night you, it's like sacrilegious. you never think about being, it's like mother nature does a performance every evening with the sunset. You know what I mean? She does. Like, she calls her to you. I mean, like, that's why you look around the islands and everyone's looking up. It's a, you know, so that's what we all need to, get outside and we need to see the trees and we need to be pay our respect and make sure that we don't lose these um these parcels of land that are are part of our you know we just we need to cherish our our trees and we need to and it's not like being some tree hugging whatever which everyone it's called yeah hug a tree because you respect the energy of the earth and the oxygen we need to 
remember that everything has an alive mana to it and 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 see again. But the only way we're going to see is if we get outside. But we need to make sure we keep the outside monuments and parks and all these things available to us so that we can preserve it so that that those preservations could help heal us. Yes, it's so important. And especially I think the amazing thing about crystals, like you said, is you're holding the earth. So even if you live in a very urbanized area, you can still hold this piece of the earth. I just, yeah. it's a Great point. Thing. Yeah. Great point. And maybe that's, that's, that was beautiful. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Thank you. <laughs> it came from you. So it's a reflection. Um, but you guys just have the most beautiful mission to really help people empower and connect to themselves. And so I'm curious when you feel the most empowered and inspired. Um, I, for me personally, it seems to be lately just about by helping others when you didn't even think you were, but you just were there for them, connecting with them, listening to them. Um, I think, you know, everyone's so busy these days that just to take a moment or two or a half an hour or an hour, whatever it is, people are so appreciative. They really are because a lot of people aren't talking anymore. They're texting and, and um, emailing. And I just think that that person to person is so important these days. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I have a, I have, I have kids and I just, for me, I really like hanging out with little kids because they get it. I just, I love these little kids and crystals because they never come in and ask, Hey, what does this do or whatever? They're like, I like this. I love it. And they just, that's it. They're done. You know what I mean? And so I love hanging out with little kids and just seeing how they think and, they're so more, I just feel they're really advanced in many ways and they're so connected. And as an adult, it reminds me that I need to, to remember those pieces because that's what's going to heal. It's almost like they're not tainted. Yet. They're not. They're yeah. just they're not tainted. They're, they're so now, playful. You're right. They just know. They just get they it. Know. They hold that crystal and they're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this. And they're, yeah. they know what they're drawn to without questions. I love that. We also are curious about your meditation practices. Um, what are some of your favorite meditations and meditations with crystals? And are there any that you like to do to cleanse and balance your auric fields? Well, to me, what do you do? Well, I, I am more like if, from the book, you'll know that I'm more of the prayer kind of meditator. So I still love to pray the rosary. So that is what I personally do. And I have a crystal rosary that I work with. And so that's really my practice. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm somebody that does 40 day practices. Um, and, and the reason I do that is that, um, because I'm more of a Pitta Vada type person, like I could be all over the place in 40 days. If I do something for 40 days, it grounds me in in a consistency and I get to learn about myself. So I'll pick a crystal that I want to work. Say, for example, I want to work on more self-love. I will pick a crystal that I will work with for 40 days because then that way it helps me not only learn, I get my own personal relationship with what the energy of the earth with that particular stone does. But I also through the 40 days will learn more about how I love myself, how I don't love myself, how I love others, how I don't allow others to love me. Or you know what I'm saying? There's deeper conversations that for me, if I don't 
I think the biggest key to any of this is consistency. So whatever you do, pick a period of time to do it, which is why we really did a ritual book. Because if you're not consistent, you're not going to get there. And if you can't be consistent with yourself, then you can't be consistent with anything. So that's one of the biggest things that I think I've learned and taking one stone and working with it consistently will help you to, um, whether you're sitting with it for three minutes and breathing, whether you're holding on to it for a half an hour or whether, whether you're doing a meditation and it's in front of you, there's a lot of different ways you could work with it, but just pick one and be consistent for a period of time. Or we often say too, if someone says they want to go on a diet, well, would, could you say, well, I've lost 10 pounds in one day? No, it's going to take some time. So you've got to um, acknowledge that. And then you also have to take the responsibility of some certain time period, like Heather just said, and commit to it. Because if you can't commit to yourself, what can you commit to? Exactly. I love that. And also speaking of diet, I have a really quick question. Is there any crystal that you recommend for one's well health and well-being and weight loss or fitness, something to help people with their physical suit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, citrines are really good because that really works on the third chakra, which could be a whole other podcast where it was like, where do we hold where do we hold our addictions? Where do we block our, you know, what chakra do we need to heal so that we can reemerge into our authentic self? But um, a really quick answer on that, I would say, you know, your citrines help you with your willpower. It helps you with your motivation. It helps you with keep moving forward and um, not getting stagnant. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, and I love what you said about consistency because it also sounds like with the 40-day cycle, you're consistent, but you're free because you're honoring this cycle and this rhythm and then letting go and moving into the next thing. And I think that that's so beautiful. It's in, you know, that there's just because we've done this for so long and I literally used to do feng shui for love for a living. That was kind of known as like the love guru. And it's interesting to me because we will have women come in here and be like, I want a relationship I I'm ready. I'm, you know, healed from a divorce or blah, 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 all the storylines. And yet we give them the ritual that's in our book in the love guru and they won't do it. It's a 40 day ritual. It literally will take less than 11 minutes a day, but they literally will not do it. And so the thing is, is that sometimes when we look at love or whatever area in our life, but we, if we can't even commit to making that a focus for 40 days of just like, not so much of like finding the mate, but like finding within ourselves the 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 relationship that we have with love, then then of course we're never gonna have it. Does that make sense? You gotta you gotta you gotta put some time into the area that you wanna learn about. I love that it does take time. It does take a daily consistent practice and the small things will eventually add up. Just imagine what may transpire after 40 days of only 11 minutes of work a day and everybody has 11 minutes. Right. And especially if it's, if it's, and then another thing is, is if you want it now, if, or do you, do you want it or you just want to complain about it? And then that's an interesting story too. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's those are the deeper questions of of why we wrote this book. Yeah, crystals are definitely the medium, but the core issues 
are, are really what needs to, you got to get to. And, and crystals are a way to help you get to those deeper parts of your soul and yourself that needs to be looked at to be transmuted so that you can move forward and have a breakthrough and evolve. Mm, crystals are that bridge and that support system. And I also love what you said about love too, because it's true if we can't show up for ourselves and love all that we are, then how do we attract someone that will show up for us and love all that we are? Totally. Totally. I'm curious. I saw on your website that you have a lot of Chinese coin jewelry, and I was wondering your ex- about your experience with Chinese medicine and numerology and kind of just what drew you to that. So, okay, so what's happened is we've shifted a little bit with that. But when, when you know, our company first started 17 years ago, as, this is Heather again, um, you know, my background was in feng shui. That's what I did for a living. I feng shui businesses and homes. So when I we started our company, it was based on our prosperity necklace, which was three coins tied with red string brings money. And so that was, and a Chinese coin has a, a circle and a square, which is heaven and earth. And at that time, we were able to get the authentic Chinese coins. Well, now fast forward 17 years later, um, those coins are really not available anymore. Yeah, I mean, they've gone up in like five times the value and we can barely find the authentic ones, but we do use authentic ones still with prosperity. Right. So what we've done is we've kept the prosperity necklace with the coins, but all of the rest of our jewelry now, we've taken the coins off and we've used uh, everything's crystal based now. So everything is energy of the earth. But basically, this, the company originally started based on the feng shui principle of that necklace. And so that's why I use coins at the beginning. I love that. I actually saw that necklace in your store and held it and I could feel the energy just vibrating off of it. It was so amazing. Oh, you're so nice. Gosh, <laughs> we talk to you every day. You're the best. I feel like we would. We all just need to sit down with coffee and crystals and just yeah. enjoy a day together. I feel like that's exactly. In Kwai, yeah, yes. Come to our goddess space. So really love good that. Speaking of feng shui, could you give us some tips or practices to cleanse our sacred space and make sure all the energy is flowing well? Um. I'm a big proprietor of um, bells, ringing Tibetan bells or any kind of sound. I'm a big person with sage and frankincense and all the different things that we included in our book of like Palo Santo. We explain and Kapal and um, all the different things. I don't think we put Kapal, but frankincense. But anyway, (laughs) we like to use. Yeah, we like it. But um, I'm also a big person where I like to play mantras. Like I like the Om mantra or certain mantras that I'll put on that that I get off, you know, a CD or YouTube and I'll play them for 24 hours in a particular room that I want to have the clearing of the energy. So I'm I'm all about sacred smoke I'm and incense. I'm all about the sound and I, I'm really into the mantra. I think many different layers to clear energy in the room. That is brilliant. I am going to do that in my bedroom. Find it makes YouTube such a, a mantra to play. Oh yeah, that is brilliant. Um, we have three final questions for the both of you to answer. Okay. Well, one we just have to ask: if you were a crystal, which one would you be, or which crystal resonates with you right now? Mm. 
I don't, I've been really drawn to Amazonite for some reason. I just love the color. I mean, I'm kind of an ocean girl. So Amazonite reminds me of the different hues of the water. And I, I love the blues of Amazonite. It's very calming to me. Yeah, I think um, I right now I, I'm really into green tourmaline. I'm really into green tourmaline because it's really connected to the heart and it's really helps to shatter any um, energy in regards to clearing through, you know, I'm really into like anything with love right now and all of my perceptions of love and how I see love and, you know, deeper conversation. So, but I think what I really feel like I am is a human crystal. Yeah, I would agree with that. She's vibing higher. Yeah, I just feel like I'm even crystal. Anyway, I love that. (laughs) So, if every single person in the world stopped what they're we're doing right now and they could tune in and hear you, what would be the most important message that you would want everyone to know? Well, I think we've been talking about it, but I just think, again, taking the time to connect, go within, um, the more grounded that we are, the better we're going to make decisions rather than being up all in our head and freaking out and stressing out. So just doing the things and tools that keep you grounded, whether it's going outside, holding crystals, meditating, breathing, doing Shavasana, yoga, you've got to find your formula. So Heather and I each have our own formula. You girls have your own. What's really important is to find what works for you and then do it and do it consistently. I love that. Find what works for you and do it consistently. Um, I think for me, it would be be love and be kind. And I was listening to something the other day and somebody was like, you know, it's easy for sometimes us for us to be like kind to our family, but maybe not kind to like the person at the checkout stand or nice to the person at the checkout stand and maybe not kind to somebody else. But when we remember that we're all connected and that we all have stuff going on in our lives and if we could just show kindness because we don't ever know what somebody just went through, you know what I mean? Or if they just had something happen five minutes before they met you. And if we just were a bit more kind to one another and had more compassion, we'd all show up in a better space. And so for me, that's really been my mantra lately is to just be love and be kind and, and, um, and treat people that way. Everyone I mean. Yes. Amen to that. Because somebody who you know, might be treating you poorly that you had just met your very first impression of them might not be so great, but you know what? They really could have just been having a bad day. So I love that. Just be kind and be compassionate. Yeah. Also. Okay. This is our final question that we ask every guest. And so we both want you to answer. How would you advise listeners to create their own magic? Um, love yourself. I love it. Yeah. And I think for believe that you can. Yes. That's go for it. Because you can. Because yes. you can. That's that's the whole thing. We we have to change the paradigm. We can. We can. And you did. And you did with your book, <laughs> Crystal Muse. Which by the way, um, where can our listeners purchase Crystal Muse and where can they find you on social media? 
and your site? So our site is energymuse.com and you can find all of these beautiful crystals we've been talking about and also our book on our website. And then also we're on Instagram and we do um, Twitter and, and Facebook, Facebook and all kinds of stuff. But um, the At thing Energy that's, Muse, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the thing that's cool about our, I think our website is on our blog, we have so much free information. So if you guys have pretty much yes. most questions, we have a blog on it. We really are about educating people. So please use that as a free venue for info. It's yes. a really good one. I signed up and I get the emails every day. It uh, makes me uh. so happy. And you guys really <laughs> do have everything. And I just want you to know this, that you must have a great SEO because every time I just type in a question on Google, your site is the very first to show up on the Google. Oh my page. God, really? Yes. Wow. So you whatever know. you're doing, you've been consistent. That's why. Uh. So whatever <laughs> you're doing, stick with that magic. It is working. Wow, cool. And we're going to also make sure to link everything below in the show notes for our listeners because we know that your book is going to help them out with in, with, in so many ways. Well, well thank you. We appreciate that. Oh. Thanks for letting us even talk about it and being open enough to oh. be able to have us on to talk about it. So we're grateful for that. Thank so you. So grateful, Heather and Timini. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We love you and look forward to a Coffee Crystal Day very soon. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sounds like heaven. And thank we'll you. And say aloha. 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 <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes. And those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Allie Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Raquel Mantra. Thank you and have a magical day. Thank you.